Well, I don't feel like I'm a part of the everyday American society, and I don't want to be, let me tell you. Okay? I do my damnedest to tear it down. A governor's task force has determined that punk rockers are society's new subversives and must be treated as such. Taxation is theft. Oh! God damn it, motherfucker! We're talking peace, love, and honor. What's up, lads and ladies? I'm BR and I hate feds, and today is Wednesday, the 21st of July, 2021. And, well, I hope you guys are doing alright. It's, uh, as usual, it's a murky fucking time. Uh, we have that vagina next fucking tortoise Mitch McConnell threatening lockdowns again. We're not gonna get into that bullshit, though, because there's been more interesting and gonzo shit going on. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's a time threatening to, they're threatening to beat us over the head and keep us, keep us locked down because not enough people have been vaccinated. And, you know what? It's really fucking cool that, uh, people haven't just cocked and bent the knee. So, you know, take the, take the good with the bad. Take this lack of faith in the state and their propaganda as a white pill rather than the threats that they're, uh, they're gonna return us to the same state of being as they've had us in this fucking suspended animation lifestyle for the last year. Take it, take it as a white pill, not, not some doom and gloom. Um, and I'll be the first to say, alright, I, I will be talking about this for a minute or two, and then we'll get into the, the cool shit, because, I mean, fucking Bezos just rode a, a space dick, uh, into the atmosphere, so that's, that's something we have to touch on, but, anyway, um, you know, like, there's, there's been a lot of hesitation, there's been a lot of people questioning and guessing, despite all of the, you know, insane Karens and the rest of it, you know, pressuring normal people to, uh, to put an experimental substance into their body that isn't even, isn't even approved by the FDA, not that that means shit. Um, the hesitancy has given me great faith in, um, in the American public. They might, you know, they're, they're resisting it for all sorts of different reasons. There's hesitancy for many different, you know, causes. Um, but you know what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. People don't just see the propaganda and click in. Those people absolutely exist, but there's plenty of people questioning. And as long as that mentality and that self-preservation exists, our message for liberty can reach ordinary people and continues to. Um, and there will continue to be a market for it. So I hope you're looking after yourself. I've, uh, I struggled for a minute that I had a bit of a fucking dark dip, um, and, you know, it took a minute to be like, alright, well, uh, we can sit here and fucking mope and kind of be pessimistic, or we can carry on doing what we do and producing something that, you know, doesn't matter if it reaches one person, five people, fifty, five hundred, five thousand, you know, whatever it might be, um, as long as someone's mind is being changed, as long as someone's being given the tools to advance the message of liberty, you know, on the micro or the macro scale, um, 
fucking good. Keep fucking pushing. Keep on changing minds and keep on pushing yours lifestyle to be what you want rather than what someone has imposed on you. Um, so yeah, work out, get a fucking haircut, eat right, all that good shit. We want healthy people, not fucking couch slobs. Anyway, let's get on with what the fuck is happening in the world. Um, as I said, Jeffrey Bezos, I've been, I've been listening to fucking, uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, uh, album. I, uh, yeah, before I get into all, of, all that stuff, that was a really fucking good comedy show. It was, uh, Bo Burnham's new comedy special, Inside. Not to, uh, plug it, because I don't get paid enough to by anyone. Um, but, no, it was, like, I've never really liked Bo Burnham. I always thought he was kind of like a, just kind of a bitch of a man. And I don't, I can't really enjoy people who I just, you know, I look at that guy and I'm like, he wouldn't know how to cut fucking firewood or how to last a few nights in the woods, you know? Like, I just can't respect a man like that, um, generally, but... He, I, I didn't really like his previous stuff very much. It was all kind of, I don't know, just, eh, to me. And then, um, this Inside special, which, you know, focuses on, uh, being locked down for a year, which, you, you could say he's continuing to be a little bitch of a man by not living his life. But, um, you know, he was touching on the lifestyle of fearful people over the last year. People who plugged in and lived scared little lives. And I think he did a really good job. Um, and he, he touched on some really, really dark shit. You know, lots of mental health stuff. Um, Self-image, society at large, you know, how, how divided everything is. And, um, and also how he, he you know, kind of, kind of more from a lefty perspective, but that's to be expected. Um, you know, how we're being fucked by, uh, by corporations during this whole thing. And, um, you know, I, that, that's something I want to talk a little bit about in this episode, because we have two camps in the Liberty community, and I think there's people who, you know, so many are happy to just say, oh, well, it's a private company, bro, and excuse corporate tyranny. Um, I'm not so married to the ANCAP label anymore, and even ANCAPs themselves should not be married to this whole it's a private company bro thing, because the truth of it is, private companies don't really fucking exist so much in this this current state of being, in this crony capitalist world that we, we find ourselves in. I mean, so many ordinary businesses, like regular mom and pop kind of stores, businesses, restaurants, etc., services, um, they were forced, under threat of state violence, you know, via, via laws and regulations carried out by police and the state, that they had to shut down. They had to stop serving customers or had limited service, which inevitably killed them. And meanwhile, bigger businesses were getting bailed out for nothing. They were, you know, running their businesses the exact same way. Like, it, it was okay to go and, um, to go into Walmart. <laughs> it's, it's okay to to go in there, as long as you have your mask on, you know, you're perfectly safe, but you can't be eating a meal. Uh, even when places had adjusted, you know, with outdoor seating at great cost to themselves, so many businesses were just 
fucked because they're not you know there's no corporate interest there's no there's no one in government defending them because there's no benefit to defend them these people these small business owners are not putting these fucking tyrants in power and so meanwhile you know you have very ignorant kind of newer newer and caps they kind of kind of to spite lefty anarchists there's always this uh you know, like, car- they, they embrace this NCAP caricature where Jeff Bezos is some kind of hero because he's making Amazon workers piss in a bottle as they work. And it's like, dude, th- these guys are satellites of the state. And what I mean by that is they're not just a private company who are friendly with the government, they are plugged in in so many fucking ways it would make your head spin. All sorts of behind-the-scenes contracts, and deals, and protections, whether it be new regulations that defend what they're doing, keep them in business when other, or price other businesses out of the same market, um, whether it's giving major, major, major tax benefits to, you know, setting up that new Amazon warehouse, that new uh, Amazon headquarters, or Google, or Facebook, whatever it might be. All these entities that are absolutely in bed with multiple politicians, left and right, it's, you know, whatever they need to do to have their power, to keep themselves um, safe, really, and and on the, on the side of them, because Google was in all sorts of trouble when they were talking about uh, building a censored search engine for China until they got very friendly, you know, friendlier than they've ever been with the Department of Defense. All sorts of behind-the-scenes stuff from the the parent company of Google, uh, Alphabet, um, you know, working on on systems for the DoD. And if you think it just ends with... uh, defending the U.S. from cyber-terrorism. I mean, Jesus, that's such a fucking euphemism for, uh, for getting all these technocrats and their, their companies in bed with the government. Oh, we're, we're working together to defend the United States against cyber-terrorism. Okay. Well, how quickly does that plug into uh, ICE? That plugs into border control. How quickly does that plug into the NSA? How quickly does that plug into the U.S. military, and, you know, it might sound like tinfoil hat shit, but there's, there's so many, so many samples of where they, they use very, um, they use subcontractors, and they use different vanilla sounding language to establish all sorts of little, little micro contracts, little tiny links between the state and these supposedly private corporations, and there's nothing private about them. And so, when we get into a space where, as recently, um, that fucking redheaded cunt, Jen Psaki, uh, the White House press secretary, is saying the White House will be helping Facebook to um, control disinformation and uh, to flag certain posts that are spreading disinformation about the vaccine for our own safety because false information is literally killing people according to uh according to jen good old fucking raggedy ann 
Um, meanwhile, a year ago, they were flagging posts as misinformation that were talking about a lab leak coming from Wuhan. They were absolutely fucking banning people for talking about that. And now, Biden himself has said it's, you know, it's, it's possible that it came from a lab. And it's increasingly likely. There's been language of this sort. And to go from complete Orwellian, a complete Orwellian shutdown of any conversation on the subject to, okay, well, it's okay to talk about now. And to think that state involvement with social media, you know, it just doesn't exist. I had one twat on Twitter, some guy with a fucking crystal on his forehead, so you knew he was an intelligent guy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's no hate to the hippies, but, uh... This guy, he, he called himself a mutualist while also being, um, being all about, <laughs> like, oh, it's okay, man, Facebook's a private company, it's, it's completely okay for them to censor stuff, because they were founded as a private company. And people, you know, people who are still trying to figure out where they lay in this, this landscape of anarchism, you know, the many the many colors of anarchism, as Michael Malice and others have put it. Um, you know, just because something starts out as a private company doesn't mean that there's no incentive to change that. I mean, Facebook started out as a way to get people laid, and it evolved into <laughs> just a satellite of the state, part of its spyware apparatus. And anyone who thinks that's not what's going on is fucking kidding themselves. How many backdoors do you think, you know, things like Alexa have? How many backdoors do you think Facebook Messenger, um, all the, Google Mail, all of this, you know, these big corporations that are supposedly ultra-secure, um, you know, they're defending your privacy, but how much of that is fucking lip service, and how much of that is just putting all of your information in one tidy spot? Who thinks that a contract awarding any of these big corporations, uh, you know, for something that might be, you know, defending against cyber terrorism? Google's helping the Department of Defense um, bolster their cyber defense stuff. Who really thinks that that money isn't going to other projects or that it's, it's not being labeled as for one thing and then isn't something else behind closed doors? That would never happen. Our government doesn't do that kind of thing, and these big corporations don't do that kind of thing. It's simply not in their nature. I mean, what kind of fucking childish ignorance is that? To think everything is what it says on the tin. Just like all these people that, you know, um, not that I'm Tucker Carlson's number one fan or anything, I think he's kind of a, kind of a populist-leaning twat, if I'm honest, who occasionally has a good kernel of truth to what he says. Um, but to think... When the NSA says, oh yeah, we're not spying on Tucker Carlson, come the fuck on. Like, they made, they made a public announcement, and so many lemmings, these fucking drone automaton people, or <laughs> NPCs, which would get me flagged as a, a MAGA cultist in most circles to even say that, uh, these guys are like, oh, well, the NSA publicly said that they didn't. Like, come on, man, shut the fuck up about it. They said they weren't. I, who the fuck as an adult, can say that 
and take themselves seriously, or, or hear that from another adult and take that person seriously. That's insanity. Hey, how's it going guys? I just want to take a quick second to answer a question I get quite a bit these days. So a lot of people ask me, BR, how can I support what you do, your shows, and all that good stuff? The best way to do that is to check out my lifestyle brand, Liberty Punk Inc. Covering all your niche political shirts, stickers, and flags needs. Everything from slaps that are weatherproof, can go on your car, go on your hydro flask, all that good stuff. To full-sized flags, you can fly outside your house, fly at rallies, present something a little bit different. Our Peace, Autonomy, Liberty, or our Anarcho Betsy flag are always popular. We have a whole ton of clothing options too, of course, and you can stop wearing all that grunt-style shit and start wearing something that truly shows off your belief in actual liberty. Best way to find all that is to search Liberty Punk Inc. online, or you can go directly to spiritofresistance.com, find the Liberty Punk Inc. collection, or you can follow the link in the description of any of my solo show videos and find my store that way. Every purchase supports me and what I do, Spirit Resistance, and we have a part for Liberty Community Issues. If you pick something up, feel free to tag me. Thanks for all your support, guys, and let's get back to the show. These people, they've seen just how disastrous leaving Facebook out of their out of their control and any other social media can be for them. I mean, you know, the state absolutely bent Trump to their will. But going in, he was a wild card. I don't think they were particularly happy that he managed to win. Which is why they quote unquote fortified the twenty twenty election. Why all of a sudden these companies like Cambridge Analytica, you know, all of this, all of this data was, they were defamed and called out as evil, you know, insidious corporations um, when Trump won. And then all of a sudden when Biden, fucking Sleepy Joe, manages to win more votes than Barack Obama, somehow... They, they consider that completely fine, you know, let's not look into it at all. And then brazenly boast that they fortified the election afterwards. That is fucking insanity. These people are absolutely not, um, <laughs> not to be taken seriously. If they think social media is, a, is just an innocent private company. Uh, they, oh, and this, this crystal-headed fuck, fuckhead, um... He was saying that, essentially, Facebook is no different from, a, you know, a, a small local business just, you know, conveniently dodging taxes as any sane person would, and using tax subsidies, you know, like an intelligent business. Um, nah. Nah, dude. These people are deeply involved with elections, and they know it, to the point that they will flag, delete, block ban anyone who's in the way of the results that they want, the results that are more favorable to those at the top, those directly in bed with, with the state. And, I mean, we're, age, we're entering an age of technocrats, and I think a lot of these, surprisingly, a lot of the old war horses in power are starting to realize their time is nigh. If they don't start folding these technocrats under their wing and keep them there, they're fucked. I mean, you have Bill Gates, who, once again, he has so many fucking military contracts. Microsoft, I think, has over 5,000 
Um, I'll I'll put the the source for all of this in the in the uh, show notes in the description. But over five thousand military contracts with DoD that can be traced because there's so much out there that is hard to find that is under very vanilla subcontractor or like shell company kind of names and has very boring titles to these contracts when they're for, you know, targeting systems, all sorts of lovely stuff. And to think that these people have zero interest in in power. I mean, they've got the money and they absolutely have the control. They just don't have the authority and they can either work with the state or against them. And they've realized it's a lot more beneficial, profitable, and simply easier to work with the state. Uh, that's why Bill Gates is now, he went from being some sexless dork who was designing computers to being some kind of authority on vaccines and world health and populations. That's not okay. That's not someone that we need to be putting in in a position of power. I mean, of course, if you ask me, there shouldn't be any fucking positions of power. But, yeah, we found ourselves in a place where people are just okaying corporate censorship and corporate power. Because, yeah, as long as it's not the state, what's, what's wrong with it, man? And that is a severely ignorant position to take. If you think that these corporations can exist at the size they are without, without being part of the state, you're simply ignorant. It's just like when you get big weapon manufacturers like Colt, Heckler & Koch, etc. These people, you know, they could do very well on just private sales to civilians. Of course they could. But that's not kind of the blind contracts they get from the military, where they're just chucked stupid money for, you know, Christ, a hundred thousand rifles, a hundred thousand, whatever it might be, um, you know, for silly money, and then most of, the, most of that shit might not even end up being used. Um, for anyone who hasn't read War is a Racket by Smedley Butler, uh, a retired, I believe, World War One Marine General, very decorated marine general who um, later came out with, with the book War is a Racket, essentially saying, you know, war is about making money. It's about putting money in pockets in the quickest manner possible. And, you know, that's, that's exact. War has not changed. War never changes. <laughs> For my Fallout fans, I mean... It's the same fucking game. They, you know, why did the military change its fucking uniform a bunch of times throughout the 2000s, 2010s? Do you think they were, you know, really trying their hardest to find the best camo? Is that why they ended up with the fucking UCP pattern that doesn't blend in anywhere but Grandma's couch? Um, nah. It was a fucking money play. It was just sinking money that is not theirs, that they just fucking have on tap, and just pissing it away because they have contracts, because they have people they're trying to enrich because they've helped them consolidate power. People people really mistake what a private entity is, and they think that there's some kind of market incentive behind how they operate, and there absolutely isn't. These people 
they they run on really what the state wants, what their what their contracts tell them to do, and you know they they consolidate power where they fucking can. Facebook has so much power, and it's I think one day they'll probably outgrow them, outgrow the state. One day there will be a point where they're, they're such a powerful entity on their own, they are absolutely always visibly plugged into government. We're, we're seeing the, the kind of turning point right now where it's, it's being realized how much power these corporations have. And if, if, people, if people continue to be apologists and ignore not just state power, but corporate power as well, um, you're going to be fucked. And that, this isn't some, like, whiny leftist position that I'm coming out with. It's just a, it's just a matter of fact. If you just accept it because, quote-unquote, it's a private company doing the state's bidding, you're doing half the job for them. You're just rolling over and being like, yeah, this is fine, man. It's completely fine when, uh, when social media corporations and other tech companies are just acting as an extension of state propaganda. It's perfectly fine because they started out as a private corporation. The second government money touches a company in a in a long-term relationship kind of way, it's no longer a private company. When they're being subsidized by the taxpayer with money that they wouldn't naturally be awarded by, you know, a consumer free of choice without monopoly, without behind-the-scenes ties, that's not a private company anymore. It simply is not. When when cult is being saved only by government contracts, nah, they're, they're just an entity of the state. They're just the weapon dealer for the state. That's, that's something I wish a lot more people would kind of get wise to. So many people, you know, they just want to be the contrarian, they want to be the opposite of what Ancom is, and, you know, they bitch about Amazon, and all of a sudden... You know, these 16-year-old Reddit NCAP's position is like, well, you know, Bezos is an NCAP hero, haha, pissing bottles. Like, it's just a fucking meme to him. And you stick with that kind of mentality, well, guess what? Your position's a meme too. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my, that's my big fucking, you know, fist in the air rally against fucking these dickheads shooting themselves up in the space. Speaking of which, can we talk about Bezos and his cock rocket for a second? <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos, um, he just shot himself in the space, and he, like, so Richard Branson did it maybe nine days earlier, um, and I just want to harp on the difference between, uh, between being a, a billionaire prick stylishly and doing it without a hint of sex. <laughs> uh... So, Richard Branson, he flew into space, and he had, like, two female employees with him, like, young, good-looking women, uh, which he's always fucking done. That's his, like, brand, is this, even though he's, like, married and shit, that motherfucker gets what he wants. He, he flew into space, this is actually something I kind of want to talk about, and I think I was talking about this with Whiskey and Rebellion a little bit, the kind of, how cool space is, and space elevators, and, because I'm, I'm really into space travel, I'm really into, um, 
humans becoming a multi-planetary species. It's not something I ever fucking talk about, because, you know, liberty comes before that. Um, but there's certainly a lot of, there's a lot of room for, uh, for anarchism when we talk about the final frontier, you know? And, um, it's a shame that we're, it's a shame that the people leading the space race, you know, the supposedly private, quote-unquote, entities like Virgin Galactic, uh, Blue Origin, which is Jeff Bezos, CEO of Amazon, um, that's his space exploration company, and then you have SpaceX from Elon Musk. All of these are state-subsidized. And, I don't know, it, it's a good thing in a way that they are, they're not just a state, you know, it's not just NASA, it's not just a state department exploring space. But, at the same time, this isn't just people exploring space or making the trudge towards, uh, you know, the space race, um, purely by private interest. And I think it's absolutely possible for that to be a thing in the future. I, I think it's, I think it's possible now. But the, the money is out there to be had, you know? It's just fucking hanging on a tree for these people. And so, it, it's always, it's always funny when, you know, either of those three are seen as these, you know, potential libertarian heroes for, for those who are ignorant. Oh, you know, I'm so glad that my space exploration is in private hands now. Um, it's just simply not. Like I've been saying, these are, unfortunately, they're very much in bed with the government. There is government money there, and, well... I shouldn't say government money, there's no such fucking thing. There's stolen taxpayer money. Stolen fucking tax slave money. And... I think... I think the space race, this modern space race, would look different if, uh, if it wasn't subsidized. You know, maybe it'd be a little bit slower. Because it's not being fucking... The money's not being taken at gunpoint to go to private exploration and, you know, seeing how horny pigeons are on cocaine and all sorts of other fucking nonsense. Um, you know, gender studies in Pakistan. Uh, very important stuff. Um, but it would be more fucking honest, and it would have a better foundation for what private interests could do. And sure, it would be a bunch of fucking, you know, it'd be a bunch of fucking rich pricks funding it. It, it might be, you know... Well, I mean, anyway, it's going to be like 20 years of, of just rich people flying themselves in the space before it's anywhere near affordable uh, for regular people. But, I don't know, it's just a shame that there's not been the opportunity to, to even see what that looks like, simply because the subsidies are always there. There's always going to be the money that can be claimed by these people, as long as the state exists. So we don't get to see, you know, what potential the free market has and, and what, what power it could have in terms of making us, you know, getting us towards being a multiplanetary species. Which is essential because sooner or later the fucking, the fucking, the fucking states are all going to bicker amongst themselves. The warlords are going to have a big falling out and they're probably going to nuke us into a stone age if we, if we don't manage to get to other planets first. Um, 
I'm I'm only being slightly bombastic with my belief on in that. I I truthfully think nuclear annihilation is a is still a very real threat uh, amongst the current warlords in power. Their little fucking G8 summits. That doesn't mean shit. It just takes one dickhead to uh, to turn this blue globe into a fiery hellhole. <laughs> God, that's dark as fuck for our Wednesday. Anyway, why did why is oh I wanted to all of that came from me trying to discern um, Richard Brent, Branson's sexier approach to space travel from Jeffrey Bezos's sexless approach, and um, so. Putting aside the politics for a second, uh, Branson, you know, he's some blonde Brit, European, he's uh, been basically, but he's a European, he kept the accent and then ditched fucking Europe to live in the, uh, to live in the Caribbean for, you know, most of his successful life. And, you know, power to him, that's a good fucking trade-up. There's no blue water in England. Well, there is, but not where I'm from. <laughs> um... And so he flew into space nine days before Bezos, which I think is cool. Um, again, politics aside, uh, in a twin fuselage uh, plane that then um, that carried a you know the uh, what would you call it uh, outer atmosphere vehicle the you know the spaceship whatever the fuck you want to call it I'm an idiot I'm not <laughs> I'm not an aerospace engineer. I'm just a fucking dummy, but, um, yeah, he had this twin fuselage plane, looked like something out of the 50s, uh, you know, like, looking forward, it was, it was very, very stylish, and it carried a, uh, their little spaceship up to, basically, you know, like, just short of, of space, as high as a plane could go, I guess, and, uh, and then dropped the fucking spaceship, which then had a, like, a booster rocket to, to break it through the atmosphere, like, Broke three G's, fucking insane stuff. Um, and then you know they had he he recorded his little message saying you know I'm a, I was a kid looking at the stars and I had a dream of being in space and now I'm an adult in a spaceship. Think what you can do. That's fucking cool. I like that. And he did it all with like cameras and shit. Like that's you know whatever you think of him, including what I think of him. Pretty fucking stylish way to do it. Um, you know, return to Earth safely. Granted. You know, he fucking killed one of his pilots on the way, uh... God, that makes it sound like he's a vampire or some shit, or like, like, uh, like a xenomorph. <laughs> um, in the testing, you know, uh, I, I think a test pilot or two were injured, died and stuff. Um, uh, you know, using the same kind of vehicles. But he, he, you know, his one managed to land safely, all went well. And then, uh, Bezos, instead, he just straps his fucking dickhead, uh, pod on top of a rocket, kind of old school, um, blue origin, and, uh, and shot it in the space, and, uh, it just, it was, you know, I'm sure anyone who's interested in this, you guys have probably seen the, uh, the memes where it's just a, a cut-up of Austin Powers, like, oh my god, that looks like a pecker, you know, <laughs> all, all that good shit. Um, it looked like a flying dick. It was really sexless. He goes, he went into space, he covered his bald fucking head with a, a cowboy hat, which he has no business wearing because he's just this white collar prick. Um, <laughs> it was, it just looked a bit silly. He brought this, uh, 
I don't know, this woman who was meant to go to space, but then didn't, but now she's like an 80-year-old woman. Would have been really embarrassing if she died. Like, just the G-Force just fucked with her too much, and she, they just came back. They they left left Earth with four people and came back with three. That would have been embarrassing, but... Yeah, that, that was his whole thing. Um, I think his brother went with him, and then, like, some 18-year-old who... I don't know if he bought the ticket or if he was like a, if it was like some kind of goodwill, like, hey, Bezos is an evil kind of move. I think that like half of his crew was, hey, I'm not a bad guy kind of PR move, which is kind of funny. And meanwhile, Richard Branson's like, I'm just going to bring two of my sexy employees with me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is a difference in style. Um, you have that sexy 50s twin fuselage plane, looks like something out of the... 50s sci-fi book, um, all chrome and shit, and then you have this dickhead-shaped shuttle launching into space, um, and a bald man wearing a cowboy hat. And since since I've seen this whole thing going down, uh, I've just got the fucking Bo Burnham, Jeffrey Bezos song stuck in my head. So, yeah, uh, listen to that, get it stuck in your fucking head. Um, and then join in on the suffering, you know? <laughs> so, that's my fucking trash heap for the week. Um, but the, the conversation concerning why Facebook and other tech giants are not private corporations, and why they're, in fact, satellites of the state, uh, I will be carrying on that conversation, in fact, today, if you're listening on release. Um... So I will be recording with Magnus Panvidja. That's the, uh, you know, king of the boog. <laughs> um, he's the guy we had on the e-militia recently uh, to talk about um, the Boogaloo movement. He was an armed activist, a mutualist, anarchist, cool guy. And he's doing, I guess, like a, a unity panel with a bunch of anarchists and otherwise leftists, whatever, from all over the spectrum to discuss uh, Facebook censorship, tech censorship, um, you know, tech giants and their state involvement, etc. And so I'll be doing that, I believe it's live, uh, 9pm Eastern on Thursday the 22nd of July. So if you're listening on release, you might still have a chance to listen to that live, if not, it should be on his channel. Um, very interested. I'm being joined by by a whole whole lot of cool people. Um, Adam Kakesh will be on. Slow Newsday, uh, Comrade Misty, Jeremiah.exe, and of course Magnus himself. So that should be fun. Um, I'm very interested to hear what this mixture of people comes out with regarding corporate tyranny and corporate censorship. Because, I mean, it's targeting everyone these days. It, it, we're being told that <laughs> that the, the White House and Facebook know what's best for our, for our health, which is uh, always fun. Um, I'm hoping... I don't know. It should be pretty, pretty chill. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a unity show. I don't think uh, anyone's coming on there to scream at anyone else. I'm certainly not. I'm, I'm there to, you know, make my point. Someone disagrees. I'll contest it. It is what it is. Uh, but I, I think I think there's going to be a lot of common ground uh, on this issue. 
hopefully. So, anyway, that should be fun. Be sure to check that out. Um, this is kind of a shorter one this week. Um, I've got a lot going on at the minute, so trying to figure out, uh, you know, a good balance between doing my show. I'm trying to uh, get some more stuff up on the Anarch. I'm about to have another another article from Lazy Fair. That one's going to be on decentralized commando information, um, which I, I really dig. Kind of that American rifleman uh, mentality that we've been talking about for a long while uh, on everything I've been involved in. Um, and yeah, plugging in more contributors. I'm I myself am working on some articles. Yeah, be sure to check out the Anarch. Uh, more coming soon. I'm going to try and put more time into all of that. And yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.